does that say? A person of faith is a person of integrity. A person of faith knows that he or she has choices and would rather do right than to enjoy the pleasures of sin. You're now in tune to the Heaven Bound broadcast with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia. Now prepare to be empowered and equipped with the rich word of God. Second book of the Bible, the book of Exodus. And I uh, want to consider one verse in chapter 14. Exodus 14. And um, verse 15. When you get there, say, preach them there. Exodus 14 and 15, New King James Version. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Read it with me on one. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? My subject, uh, or I should say my theme for these two nights is simply a forward-minded church. A forward-minded church. Look at your neighbor and, and say to him or her, if you're not going forward, it's time to do so. Look at another neighbor and say, if you are going forward, keep going. Now let's give the Lord a big hand of praise before we go further. The primary character of Exodus 14 to 15 is Moses. And the meaning of his name is, is interesting, especially if you consider the origin. Moses means drawn out. To be drawn out, specifically in Moses' case, was when at the age of three months, his parents, because of Pharaoh's command to kill all the Israelite babies, his parents decided to fix a little, a little boat, put him in it, and put him in the river and just let him float down 
and, and just hope and pray. His sister, and, and what I'm talking to you about is in Exodus, the second chapter. His sister decided to peep and see exactly what would happen in reference to the three-month-old Moses. And so she, she peeped and she, re she recognized that Pharaoh's daughter was, was out by the river and she discovered the baby and decided to keep the baby. Now, now this is how God steps in. She decided to keep the baby and got Moses' mother to take care of the child. Now, in hindsight, if you'll be honest, if, if anybody would put their child in a little bitty raft, send them down the river, one of the first things that would come to your mind is, is, is something wrong with them folk. Watch this now. I don't want you to get deep on me, but how many, the first thing, one of the first things that come to your mind, you will wonder what's going on with the folk in their mind. Come on, put up your hand if you, if you know what I'm talking about. But now this is the amazing thing. Though it's something when you look at it literally that, man, they shouldn't have put that baby in no river. But thousands, thousands of years after that, a revelation came as to why they put Moses in the river at three months of age. Go with me to uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And let's consider verse 23. Hebrews 11 and 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. Everything they did was based upon faith. When they decided to put their child in the river, it was because of their faith. They just believed that God would protect the child. They just believed that God would honor what he had ordained for his children to live by. His parents were just and according to Habakkuk, Romans, and other books in the Bible, the just shall live by faith. And of course, faith, biblically speaking, means a number of things. Uh, 
Romans 10 and 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. I believe that they heard from God even though they were going through horrendous times. And what they did by faith was based upon what God led them to do. God will lead you to do some things by faith that don't seem logical. You, you have to question some things that, that God tells you to do because they don't seem right mentally, logically, don't seem reasonable. But biblically, Isaiah explained why what God tells you to do does not seem logical. He specifically tells us in Isaiah 55 that his ways are not as human ways. His thoughts are not as human thoughts. As high as the heavens are from the earth, so are his thoughts, and so are his ways. God is different. If, if, if you just decide to do something on your own, it might turn out. It may not turn out in a miraculous way. But God specializes in the impossible. That's the reason Jesus said point blank, with men, this right here, is not possible, but with God, all things are possible. But then he dropped this to them that believe. Faith is amazing. Faith is so powerful that you can just say things and, and it will cause the miraculous to take place. Jesus cursed a fig tree. And, and, and he, when he talked to the fig tree, his, his disciples kind of looked at him as, as if something going on with this man. It wasn't nothing there to eat. And now he's talking, cursing the tree, telling the tree off. But then a day or so went by and they came back by the same fig tree. And Jesus wasn't saying a word about the tree. But, but the disciples said, Lord, that's that tree you <laughs> you spoke to the other day and told it that because it didn't have no fruit it was cursed and now you're done withered away Jesus took what happened literally and said to them in Mark 11 and 22 that it was an act of faith and then told them, you can say to this mountain, be moved and cast into the sea. And if you don't doubt in your heart, it'll be done. Letting them know that faith is so powerful that it can move things that you're not able to move on your own. Look at your neighbor and just tell him, you can't move no mountain. But your faith can. Your faith can. Woo! 
look at another neighbor and say, you can't move no mohill. But your faith can. Faith. And so, Moses was delivered from a dangerous situation as a three-month-old child by faith. And, and the thing I love about his parents is that they trained him by faith. And he allowed their training to get embedded in him to the point to where he thought it, he talked it, and he walked it. But I love what the Hebrew writer says in Hebrews 11, 24 and 25. Notice what he says about Moses. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. No doubt he was grateful because she, she took him out the water. But he got to the point when he got grown that he just didn't want to be called the son of an idolatrous, a person that worshiped several gods. He was not just tritheistic. He was polytheistic when it came to his, his worship. He, he, he might go somewhere and, and like somebody else's God and decide to make it his God. And, and so Moses, he had been trained that there was one Lord who was Jehovah. One God who was sovereign, omnipotent, and omniscient. And the Bible tells us once you get embedded in you, God's word, you may leave for a minute. But if you done really been trained, you will come back to what is still in your being. That's Proverbs, what, 22 and 6. But notice, by faith again, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Notice faith. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. And here Moses identifies something that a lot of folks don't like to associate with faith. When you have faith, you're going to suffer affliction. You're going to go through things you don't want to go through. You're going to be attacked mentally, emotionally. You're going to be attacked in your spirit, in your soul, and your body. Now, now Moses was living good, but, but he got to the point to where he would rather live without and suffer with God's people because of his faith. What does that say? A person of faith is a person of integrity. A person of faith 
knows that he or she has choices and would rather do right than to enjoy the pleasures of sin. And, and sin does have pleasure. Ooh, look at your neighbor and say, yeah, it, that sin, sin does have some pleasure. But sin also kill you. For Paul said in Romans 6 and 23, the wages of sin is death. It leads to ruin, figuratively speaking. But it also leads to physical demise. And lastly, it leads to spiritual death. Where you spend forever in hell. And so Moses made a choice when he became of age to leave the world of sin and start living by faith. Same as us. We enjoyed clubbing, whoremongering, getting high, getting drunk. I didn't do any of those things, Pastor, but you had your little thing that you did. Don't try to act like you squeaky clean all up in here. You had something that you did. You may not have told nobody, but if God wants to pull your record right now, he'll wipe that little smirk right off your face. Oh, that ain't enough for you, is it? Well, the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so Moses started living by faith until God in his omniscience says to him, I'm going to use you. To go to Egypt. And tell Pharaoh to free my people. And so Moses goes to Egypt. Not only to get God's people free. But to pastor God's people. He's learned to live by faith. So, so, so now he has been given authority by God. To teach the children of Israel to live by faith. Teach people that, to live by faith that have a slave mentality. Teach people to live by faith who complain unnecessarily. Complain about just about everything. <laughs> Israel complained so much to God in his omniscient even took account of it and said it to Moses. Moses, these folk you got, they don't complain such and such a time. And so God uses Moses to, to tell Pharaoh to let his children go. And so finally Pharaoh decides, let them go. 
you done sent frogs, you done sent flies, and, and now you done, you done did something. I, 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 just, I just can't handle it. You, you done kill my boy. So you take him, go. And so Moses and the children of Israel have their victory. They start to leave Egypt. And they leave Egypt and, and straight ahead of them is the Red Sea. And beyond the Red Sea is the promised land. But I'm going to tell you one thing about life that you can see in scripture. Every time you get a victory, a celebration, get ready for another obstacle. Get ready for your faith to be tested. Pharaoh done changed his mind. And then got mad about the whole thing and, and he decides, look, get my army, get y'all weapons, we're going to kill all of them. Where they at? They gone by the Red Sea. Matter of fact, they done got to the Red Sea, they can't go no further. And so Pharaoh, he, he is headed to kill all of the Israelites. And probably in his mind, I'm especially going to kill Moses. Hold, hold him for me. I want to kill him my Self. And so they get to the Red Sea and, and, and the water is just there. They don't have no boat. They don't have no wood down there where they can, they can quickly try to put something together, some type of boat, so they can get on across that water. They may be good swimmers, but it's just too much water to try to swim across. And so here Moses, who has been showing them the power of God, gets to the Red Sea and though they have seen God's hand time and time again, they resort back to doing what they did before they were taught faith. And while they were being taught faith, complain. And so they complain. But see, when they got to the Red Sea and now they see Pharaoh coming and they start complaining, Moses recognizes that my faith is being tested. I know God sent me here to free his people. And I know he was the one that, that, that caused Pharaoh to let us go. But here Pharaoh is on the way with one thing on his mind to kill us. Wasn't even no question about that. Folk got to saying, yeah, you, you brought us down here so Pharaoh could just kill us. We should have stayed in Egypt doing this, that, and the other. We, we were better off as slaves. 
And you have some folk in our day and time to get saved and, and, and have the audacity to say, I was more prosperous as a dope dealer than I am now. Not understanding that prosperity when it comes to God is not just one aspect of your life. It's every aspect of your life. You may have had thousands in your pocket every day, but, it, but some of y'all former dope dealers, y'all know you got to be looking back like this all the time. And if you ever get caught, whatever you do have now belongs to the police. <laughs> Including that car you done put all that money in. I'll, no, we, we were never better off as sinners. How many know it's a blessing to be saved? You can't even compare that rat life you had to the blessed life you have now. I said you can't even compare that rat life you have, you had, to the blessed life you have now. If you blessed, tell somebody, I know I'm blessed. Bible backs it up. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, prosperous in every aspect. You may not have everything that you desire to have, but you know you're blessed. You may not be in the place that, that you ultimately want to be, but you know you're headed in the right direction. Because can't nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus and as long as you are with Jesus you're headed toward what he promised to give you what is that preacher life and that more abundantly what did he say in John 10 and 10 I came I showed up I'm here to give you life and that more abundantly who are you I'm the good shepherd I'm the one that came to lay down his life just for you. I am going to become poor in order for you to become rich. But let me tell you, your faith is going to be tested. There is one devil and there are many demons that come to steal, kill, and destroy that desire to get a hold of your life and stop you from receiving what God has ordained for you to have. But, but, but there's a worse enemy than the devil and demons and that enemy is the person that you see in the mirror every single day. Yeah, I said it, you are your worst enemy. Every time God tells you to do something, oh God, there is a fight when it comes to your flesh. And that's normal according to the scripture because there is a war between the flesh and the spirit. These two are in contrast to one another and they fight because the flesh does not want you to do what does says God and the spirit does not want you to yield to the flesh. And you as a free moral agent, you have to make a choice whether you're going to obey that which is not of God or whether you're going to obey that which is of God. But you have to understand something. The flesh will paint a pretty picture, but the spirit going to be straight open with you, letting you know exactly what's going to happen. Spirit will tell you things like, yeah, you got to live by faith, but your faith will be tested. And contextually, that's where Moses was. His faith was being tested. And 
Peter addressed tested faith in 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13. He said to the churches of Asia Minor, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. That thing that attacks your mind from sun up to sundown. That, that, that thing that constantly wars against you to the point to where the more you push it away, the more it comes back. That thing that attacks you and, and tries to keep you from getting a good night's sleep. That thing that, that, that knows that you have money but still tries to make you look at something else in spite of being financially set. Yeah, you got money, but you ain't got. Yeah, they gave you a good report, but ain't no telling what's going to happen the next month or so. Your faith will be tested. Matter of fact, the Holy Ghost just said to me, there are some that, that can identify because you're in a test right now. If the Holy Ghost talking about you, tell somebody the Holy Ghost talking about me. I'm going through something right now. Sharp as a tack, but you're battling right now. Smiling from ear to ear, but you're battling right now. You walked in here, but it was hard for you to get in here because of the pain that, that, that's going on in your body from your crown to the sole of your feet. And so Moses' faith was being tested along with the baby congregation. And get this, this is what's amazing because, because Israel means... He who will rule or have power like God. Instead of them walking in their name, they were doing the opposite. Just like Christians. You know, Christian mean to be Christ-like. But have you ever just, just, just looked at yourself in a 24-hour period and upon close examination, you were 10% Christian and 90% something else? Or on a good day, 45% Christian? Whatever level of faith you're on, you're going to be tested. Contextually, the children of Israel were crying, complaining, squealing. But God looked at Moses 
and the children of Israel as one congregation. You can't miss it in the text. Because God asked Moses something that he addressed it as if Moses was doing it, but it wasn't Moses, it was his baby congregation. He said, Moses, why are you crying to me? Why are you squealing? Why are you crying to me? Prior to the text, Moses was trying to get Israel to trust God. But they weren't hearing the word that Moses was preaching, was teaching. They weren't hearing it. And so again, God just simply asked him, why, Moses, are you crying unto me? The implication in one sense that this is not the time to be crying. Isn't it amazing that that there are times we want to do. But when you have God's eyes, you know this is not the time. It's not the time. I feel, yeah, I know you might feel like that, but this is not the time. In order to be on God's timing, you have to be God conscious. Because sometimes you may feel like you need to do such and such or, or this is the right, but it's not the time. And this was not the only time in scripture that, that, that God had to address something being done that was out of timing. As awesome as Joshua was, being, being the one that had faith to go into the promised land, that was a time to where Joshua was on his, his face praying. And God himself said, Joshua, get up. Get up. This ain't the time to be praying. Even, even when you call yourself doing something that's, that's scripture, it can be out of time. When you're in a season where you have to have a Christ-like mind, it's not the time to doubt. When you're in a season to where it's time to connect with your pastor. Time to connect with your brothers and sisters. It's not a time to sever the relationship. It's just not the time. And say to your neighbor, the best timing, point blank, is God's time. Moses, why are you crying to me? Didn't even give him time to answer. Said thereafter, tell the children of Israel to move forward. 
Use the authority that I have embedded in you. Use the authority that I allowed you to use against Pharaoh and tell them it's time to go forward. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't know what you're going through. But God gave OCC this message tonight. And every church that is represented here, including you, a place of refuge, it's time to go forward. It's time to go where? But this is the thing right here contextually. He told them it's time to go forward, but in order for them to go forward, they had to look and recognize it can't be done literally. Because if you want us to go straight ahead, there's a Red Sea. God, it's a Red Sea right now. You telling me to Go forward straight ahead. See, because he was talking literal to them. I need you to go forward. The promised land is beyond the red. See, I need you to go forward. I came here to take them to the promised land, and it's that way. So I need you to move forward. And in order for Moses and Israel to move forward, it was going to take a miracle. And in order for you to move forward, some of us in here, in order for us to go, go straight ahead, it's going to take a miracle. Oh, I ain't talking to folk right in here. I better go over here and see, what, see what's happening over here. In order for us to move forward, it's going to take a In order for you to, to go to that next level, it's going to have to be a divine move of God. In order for you to finish what God has started in you, the vision that he gave you years ago, it's going to take a miracle to conclude it. In order for God to bring to pass the prophecy that, that was put over your life, it's going to take a miracle. And in order to get that miracle, you have got to go beyond the Red Sea. Something that you don't have the means to cross. Now you can go back to Egypt, make a boat, and, but, you, but, but now you can't even do that because Pharaoh, the one that want to kill you, Is behind you. But then you can't do it anyway because if you go back, you'll be out of the will of God. Because God said two things go forward, straight ahead. Straight ahead. What did God want from them? He wanted 
what Paul later revealed to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. You got to walk by what you've been taught and not by sight. He had a red sea there, but I done told you. Things that are seen are temporary. Is there? God, God will allow something big that's too big for you to get in the way to see if you're going to look for an alternative or trust him to give you a miracle so you can keep moving forward. I done been turned down so many times. And I, go, I can go back to the past. I've been, done been turned down so many times. But some kind of way, God always made sure it happened. I could have been the poster child of being broke. I could have. I could if you want to know what it is to be broke, here he is. Barry Darnell, this is the poster child of being broke. And some of you, you could be the poster child of something. But God kept telling you, move forward. Don't allow what they're saying to cause you to get stagnant. Keep going. Keep moving forward. And see, you got to understand one thing about God. God changes not. There were times when, when, when Moses first showed up in Israel, God started using one thing that caused the miraculous. A stick. All right. That, that was the one thing that Moses had throughout his journey that would cause the miraculous to take place. A literal stick. Wasn't that special about the stick other than when God got in that stick? Because folks were known for carrying rods in Israel. It was just it was the tool that God decided to use in order for the miraculous to come forth when it came to Moses. And so the Red Sea was there. And, and so what does God do? He tells Moses to, to use what he has been using all the time. And Moses lifted up the stick and guess what the Red Sea did? Parted. Israel got their miracle. And they just walked through the Red Sea until they got to the other side. But say to your neighbor, the miracle that God gives his children is not for his children's enemies. enemies. Pharaoh decided, well, they went through. 
we still going to kill them. <laughs> they think they're getting away, but we're going to kill them. Let's go. Let's go too. And so they got in the midst of the Red Sea as if they were going to get the same miracle. You, you can't get like David. Da David thought that, that sinners was going to get the same miracle God had for him. David said, when I look at the prosperity of the wicked, I almost fainted. What did he mean? He, he, he almost started to think, talk, and act like them. Because at the time he wanted prosperity. But then he said, I went into the sanctuary. And I found out something about the wicked. They are prosper. But just like the grass of the field, they are wealthy. Why do they wealthy? Because their wealth is laid up. For folk like walk. Laid up for the just. I got the close. But listen to this. L listen to this. There is one thing. Every child of God should know. That he or she possesses. That causes God to move on their behalf. Every child of God in here. Some folks, some folks, you know, if I just pray, God will do it. Some folks know if I just don't give up, God will do it. Man, I'm, I'm just going to go and give and God going to do it. You can never forget the one thing that God has given you like he gave Moses that when you do that one thing he moves on your behalf some, some of us know that, that when we get to feeling a certain if I can just get in there and pray I'm going to be alright you got to know that one thing that God has given you that causes you to prosper. And now I'm getting curious. How, how many know there are just certain things that you, you, you have done? Or, or one thing in particular that you have done. And when you do that thing, God moves on your behalf. God changes. If you used it and he moved for you before, guess what? If you use it, he'll do it again. Why? He changes now, this is the thing. The enemy will try to get you to doubt it. If the enemy knows you are a prayer warrior and every time you pray, some great things happen, the enemy will try his best to get you to stop praying. If the enemy knows the one thing you do is, is, is give folk a rhema, the enemy going to try to stop you from giving folks a rhema. I told somebody, I'm not the best teacher, I'm not the best preacher, but the one thing I know, God gives me a rhema. Wherever I go, I know he's going to give me a word for somebody. Or for, 
folk. You got to know your one thing. And then you got to start adding to your one thing. See, I, I, I know if I sow, a partic- I sow particular seed, blessings going to come. I know if I don't give up on something that I desire and just keep doing what God tells me to do, I'm going to get that thing. Do you have a one thing? Oh, good God. Y'all getting quiet over here. Now I got to go over here. I got to go back over here. Do y'all have a one thing? Look at somebody say, I got a one thing. You got a one thing that is so powerful that it causes the hand of God to perform the miraculous for you. Some of us, it, it, it's when we just defy all odds and say, God going to do it. That's the one thing that causes the miraculous to come your way. And, and it ain't really in, in the one thing, but it's in your faith. Because you may tell you something, I can lift a stick at Lake Carroll all day. Part like Moses did. It ain't going to happen. You know why? That ain't the thing God gave me. That ain't what he gave me. You got to know the one thing that he gave you that can cause mountains to be moved. You have to go forward. You can't look at a Red Sea, a mountain, or nothing else in front of you when God ungave your word to go forward. You just got to go forward. But they gave me a report that you got to go forward. You can't stop and just focus on that report. You got to go forward. Well, but the report, look whose report you going to believe. We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's message. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your prayer requests and testimonies to our website at occvr.org. That's occvr.org. We would like to invite you to partner with us as we share the gospel all around the world. Just go to our website at occvr.org. Click on the Give button to give online. Or you can utilize text to give. Text give to the number 770-692-2225. That's 770-692-2225. Join us on our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, and connect with us on social media. We also invite you to join us in a live service. We're located at 3097 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia. Visit our website for more details at occvr.org. Until next time, remember, without a vision, the people perish. See you next time for more Heaven Bound with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia.